This is Fullness of Life, discussing topics important to your life of faith and ways to grow in a life of grace. Join us each month as we inspire listeners to a deeper relationship with the Lord to live His fullness of life. Now, here's your host, Letty Medina. Welcome, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life on 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And this month, I have the privilege of interviewing a fellow evangelist, a woman who, like me, has a great desire to um, serve the Lord and share his goodness, his love, his truth with others. Her name is Kendra Van Esch, and I just want to tell the little story about how I found her. I subscribe to a daily Bible app where I get these uh, texts every morning uh, with the daily readings, and I saw her she had written a reflection about one of the daily readings that had touched my heart. And when I read her name, I was like, I'm going to reach out to her because she has a beautiful way of writing about how much she loves the Lord. So that's how I reached out and she was willing to come on the show. So welcome, Kendra, to my show. Letty, I am so excited to be here. And I loved how you found me and reached out that way. That article was written in the early part of my ministry when I left my executive career in corporate America, like back in 2018. So I was just put, dipping my big toe into the pond of Catholic evangelization. And uh, I had to reread that article. It was funny uh, just to see how I've grown in my spiritual walk, but also even in my writings and how um, how I write for Catholic Stand now, as well as CarpeVerbum.org, which is what you were receiving. But it's it's fun to look back. I think, just as a reminder to all of us, we should be looking back on our journey over the past month, six months, a year. For me, it's been eight years um, on this on this walk, and I don't think we do enough reflection to see God's hand in our life as much as we should. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a beautiful point to make. And Kendra shared some of her videos where she has shared her witness on her blog or her website. And she has a powerful story of conversion. And, you know, I love stories of conversion because it, I think it touches people's hearts in a very personal way when they see how God comes into individual people's lives out of love for them, wherever they're at, whatever they've done, it doesn't matter. His love constantly pursues us. And so I, I want to start, Kendra, at the beginning of your story. Why don't we start, why don't you give us a little background on where you came into the whole Catholic realm as a young woman? <laughs> well, I'll start with lots of people ask, were you... A cradle Catholic. And I'll say, yeah, I was a cradle Catholic, but I wasn't a cradle practicing Catholic. Um, my mom and dad raised me and my two brothers uh, in the faith, meaning, meaning that they shoved us out of the car when CCD came on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Uh, we were running around doing our homework while we were eating our breakfast and in the back seat, we're memorizing prayers. We didn't speak about God, didn't talk about God. I didn't know the difference between Catholicism, Judaism, or Hinduism, or Islam. I mean, the Islamic faith. I had no idea the difference between worships 
denominations within the Christian faith, clueless. Why? Because my family never talked about it, and we let the culture raise us. My parents were very secular, so the culture and the world raised me. I didn't have God in my life. So even though my parents initiated me into the church through the sacraments of baptism and First Communion and Confirmation, I didn't learn a thing. I was in my seat for my 45 minutes to an hour of class every week, and I didn't even know. Let me just share with you how clueless I was about God. I didn't even know that Jesus was God. I just thought Jesus was God's son. How crazy is that? And then I didn't know that Jesus died for us for our sins. I had no idea why he was crucified. Yeah. And then the big kicker, the source and summit of the beautiful Catholic faith, the sacrament of all sacraments, the Holy Eucharist. I have zero clue that that is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of, of our Lord Jesus. Yeah. And all I knew was Mass was boring. Please get me out of here. You know, I hated going to church. And we were Christers, so we were Christmas Easter goers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the ones and, who go with oh, two times a year. Yeah, I, I relate to your story fully because my background is almost identical to yours. So truly, <laughs> I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, so there you go. I uh, hated mass. Um, again, liked Christmas. Presence was what it was all about. Again didn't really even understand the resurrection or why Jesus died for us, which is so sad. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, the minute I was confirmed, I pretty much, you know, never looked back. And after a while, once I moved out of, like, the house, um, I didn't even go to Christmas or Easter mass or any service of any kind. So for 20-plus years, I wasn't even a priester. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was completely sucked in to the world. And so if you look at my life without God for 42 plus years, I was very insecure. I was completely self-conscious of being in my own skin. I believe what this world told me I needed to look like, what I needed to say, how I needed to act, what I needed to do as a profession. For example, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this, and there may be some people who are listening who can't, but I will tell you, if you go online and you put in your search engine, Anjali, E-N-J-O-L-I, 1970 commercial or 1980 commercial, you'll know what I'm talking about. So here I am, I'm 10 years old, and I'm watching this Anjali commercial. And for those who know, I'll ring it in your head. I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never, never, never let you... Come on, Letty, sing it with I me. Do. Let you forget <laughs> your romance. I remember that <laughs> right? very clearly. Yep. Okay. So here I am at 10 years old looking at this beautiful blonde woman in this professional business suit. She's tall. She's slender. She's talking about never letting her man forget he's a man, and she's a woman. She's bringing home the bacon. She's flipping cash around in the sky, and then later on, she's 
uh, up in her children's room, praying, tickety, not praying, tickety talk, reading them a little story. Yep. Bottom line is I am a chubby, mousy brown haired tomboy watching this at 10 years old. And I'm like, I've got to do something because I don't look anything like that. Yep. So that was when my first diet started. I got my first video of Jane Fonda's workout, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I'm sure you can relate to as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was my my moment of I need to be something that I'm not. And my my belief in what the world told me and all of Satan's lies was what guided my actions and my fear and my insecurities my whole life. I became a consummate people pleaser, which by the way is a sin. And I just wanted people to like me. So I was going along to get along. And when I was filled with stress because I started climbing the corporate ladder, you know, if it wasn't drugs or alcohol or overeating and, you know, bulimia that Mm -hmm. I was challenged with, it was overwork and stress and I must need money and climb the corporate ladder and then to start all over again. I mean, I, how am I going to let go of this stress? Oh, I'll watch pornography. I'll self gratify. I'll find any way that I can get that stress to be relieved using worldly options and worldly ways, which are never permanent. They're totally fleeting. They leave you empty, especially when you got the alcohol and the drugs there. Then it leaves you with even worse decisions that you've chosen to do, such as adultery or maybe flirtation and pornography. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So that was sort of my state of life at that particular time. Can you um, share a little bit about, um, like, I know you're married. Um, Did you meet your husband in college? So I was married. So I've been married twice. Okay. My first husband, I did get married in the Catholic Church. Okay. We were high school sweethearts. Um, And I went into that marriage absolutely with an open mind of, if this doesn't work, I'm keeping my options open. Yep. I can always get a divorce. Mm-hmm. It was not a a fully committed relationship, which is horrible. Like how how horrible of me to treat but very my first husband that way. But very common, right? Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And again, no God in my life at this point. Can I just interject real quick? So uh, I want to I want to say that you know to, for the listeners who maybe have gone through a divorce like that or uh, broken relationships of any kind. So one of the things that the Lord you know has really impressed on my own heart in my praying about um, when we have made mistakes, especially in years past, right? When we're looking back at the mistakes we've made, one of the things the enemy loves to do is to come against us and to try to just hold us in that past and to accuse us and remind us of the mistakes and that we're a failure and that we we're sinners and on and on and on. But what the Lord reminds us is that, no, my child, do you, do you realize that part of the reason you made those mistakes was because you didn't know me? You didn't, you weren't rooted or anchored in me. So you were kind of being, you know, pushed around by the, by the whims of, of the enemy and the society, you know, the temptations of the world, right? 
forgive yourself and m- move on. I have forgotten that past. I've forgiven you if you, you know, if you've come back to me, right? And that's something I want the listeners to hear is there's no no uh, sin that we commit that can't be forgiven by our dear Lord. There's nothing that he doesn't want to forgive us for. So go on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, and I want to, let me add to that because <clears throat> I think it really is important. So here I am um, and I hurt my husband. I mean, I honestly committed adultery on him Yeah. and I cheated on him and I had to, you know, basically tell him this. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was believing the lie that, hey, if it makes you happy, do it. Yep. That's what the world says. It's all about you, selfish you. Don't think about anything but you. Yeah. So I did. That's how I lived my life. And then when God found me many years later, and by the way, he wanted to get an annulment. And at this time, I was like, fine, I don't care. You think I'm getting married again? No way. And mm-hmm. certainly not in the Catholic Church if I do. Right. right. <laughs> That's where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I got the annulment papers, and in there, it called me out. Wow. It called me out as the cheating, lying person that I was. And I was not happy. Mm-hmm. But what could I say about it? It was in writing yeah. in this official Vatican paper stuff, you know, and I was like, I it wasn't happy. To, I wasn't happy to read it, but it was good for me to read it. For sure. And I was like, okay, whatever. I signed it and got it over with. Well, Lord knows. <laughs> good thing I did because years later, I'd be asking my husband to marry me in the Catholic church, my current husband. Beautiful. But I digress. So um, I when God found me a couple years later in 2013, I was so distraught at the pain and the angst that I put my first husband through that I had to reach out and ask for his forgiveness. Wow. Because I had gone through this incredible confession that we'll get into that changed my life. Amen. It changed my life. And so when you say your heart wasn't there. God wasn't in your life at that time. No, he wasn't. I was living the worldly, evil stuff that I bought into, which was just live your life, do what makes you happy, Yes, you know, forget everybody else kind of thing. And so, yeah, it was beautiful when he did say that he forgave me and I was able to apologize from the depths of my heart. It mm. was sheepish. It was in an email. I probably should have called him, but it was enough that, you know, I felt good. I was bawling my eyes out when I was doing it. And and yet at the same time, I wasn't forgiving myself because I was still going back to confession, confessing the same sin that I wasn't committing. And what a beautiful experience with the, with the priest in persona Christi and that beautiful sacrament who called me out on it. He said, can I ask you if you're actually committing this sin? Yeah. And I was like, what a weird question. Why would he think that? Well, because right. the Holy Spirit put that on his heart. And I and I said, no, I haven't been committing this sin. And he's like, is this the problem that you're not forgiving yourself for? Yeah. I was like, uh, I guess, you know, like it, mm-hmm. I, it was never put in my face that way. And this is in the early part of my journey where all I know is I could, I, I had an encounter with God that flipped my world upside down. And I was just in the middle of this Catholic teaching moment, right? I was starting just to learn the knowledge of what the faith is, and yet I'm having these supernatural experiences at the same time. Just what an incredible journey. God is so good. He is amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and I, again, I just want to affirm what you're sharing. So again, the Lord needs us to be able to forgive ourselves for those mistakes that we've made, because until we forgive ourselves and let go of that, that past, we are literally imprisoned in that past. And he's like, I don't want to live. I don't want you living back there. I want you living in the present with me and trusting that my grace is going to free you from all those mistakes and, uh, and to allow yourself to receive the healing that only he can give when you finally open yourself to receiving it and letting go of that past. Yes. And freeing. It is, it is freedom and that's part of the journey. And it's such a blessing and the sacramental graces of the Catholic church have fundamentally changed who I am as a person. So beautiful. And where, yeah, where and how I live my life um, and where I go for that peace, for that stress relief, for that love, for that purity, for that self-control, right? It's God. It's Jesus. It's the Blessed Sacrament. It's Mass. It's this loving, walking, living, breathing relationship with God every single day. I, I, I love in Mass when we hear it is truly right and just. It's our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, almighty God. And how many of us do that always and everywhere as if our salvation depends on it? Yes. How often are we thanking God? Like we should right now, Lord, thank you for having whoever's listening to this, listen to this because it's your will that they're hearing these words. Amen. Thank you for the ability to to get together on a phone call and all these different things that I'm looking outside. It's a beautiful summer day and birds are flying everywhere. And I'm thinking in my head, what an awesome world you've created. And if we were more verbal about that, we could be evangelizing every moment of every day without really evangelizing. Exactly. Exactly. And so we're getting close to the commercial break in the next uh, 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute. But I just want to say, you know, um, Kendra, you know, coming on and being so vulnerable with the listeners telling, you know, saying I made these mistakes, you know, I'm not proud of them, but this is who I was. This is how I was living my life apart from God. And then just to be able to, in the next next part of this show, to get into the glory story of how he broke into your life, right? Out of his love for you, that he never stopped pursuing you, right? And just, can you share one little snippet to keep people hooked in so they come back after the commercial break? <laughs> well, that that's it. He keeps knocking at your heart. There's a beautiful reflection by uh, Mother Teresa out there. Um, but the God, Jesus is knocking at your heart and I wasn't listening. I didn't answer the door, but I did crack it open with one small little thing that you'll have to come back and hear what it was because that was when God not only opened the door, he kicked it off of the hinge. <laughs> Praise God. And the rest Praise was God. history. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That was perfect. Okay, this is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and we'll be right back after this short break. 
Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Grigas. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, the children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices, and we invoke Mother Mary. Also, in all the saints, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners. And may they be broken in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May He send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them. And may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall. Amen. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and I'm here with Kendra Von Esch, and she has been sharing um, some of her personal witness. Um, she was born as a cradle Catholic, but really not formed well at all in her faith. She was more of a priester early in those um, younger years, did not know the Lord well at all, made many bad choices as young a young person, a young adult, and uh, went through a pretty painful divorce. Um, but God in his mercy kept pursuing her. And as she said, right before the commercial break, he kicked down the door of her heart. So Kendra, what do you want to share about that moment? Oh my goodness. So again, picture me, I'm getting up every morning. I'm hustling to work. Um, I am so self-absorbed. I'm impatient. I am a control freak. I need more money. I need more things. I need attention. I need to be liked and loved. And oh, by the way, I need a lot of stress relief. So I need a lot of alcohol. At the time, I was addicted to marijuana. I need, um, I was watching pornography, self gratification, anything that I could get that exchange of my physical being to change my state somehow. Okay, that's the life I was in. Yeah. Then I get a call, and it's from my father's girlfriend of, I don't know, darn darn close to 30 years. And she says, your dad is in the hospital. He's going to have a quadruple bypass surgery tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Like, where did this come from? My dad has no symptoms. He's 72 years old on ice skates as a hockey coach, right? Wow. And all of a sudden, my world comes crashing down and I'm like, Oh, his chest is going to be ripped open tomorrow. So now 
some of you might be like, okay, did you pray? Let me explain my prayer life. So my prayer life, I had one, believe it or not. If you want to call it a prayer life, I'm using air quotes for those who can't see me. Um, Okay. Prayer life. It was a one way asking train to God, right? Yep. God, can you help me lose weight? God, can you help this boy like me? God, can you help me pass this test? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was out partying all day and all night at school. You know, God, can you help me get this job, keep this job? These are all of my quote unquote prayers. Yep. And yeah, I prayed for people who were sick and things like that. But I was even praying the now I lay me down to sleep prayer at 40. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was something, right? Exactly. At least I kept a little bit of a of a door open. But but for the first time ever, I prayed for my dad. I prayed selflessly yes. for somebody else, mm-hmm. and that was real prayer, because a prayer is not a just a petition only. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, prayer is a gift number one, from God, but number two, it's a covenant, and it's a true heartfelt relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and our human being and nature, but it has to come from the heart. So for those of you who are whipping through your rosary, you know, saying it in the car and not praying it or, you know, meditating on it, Yes, it's not coming from the heart. So God says, "Hey, not not so happy about that one, right? Doesn't not that it doesn't count, so to speak, but He wants our heart, Amen. that kind of a relationship." Mm-hmm. So I start crying and asking God to save my dad, and if He does, please have a quick recovery. And so, long story short, boom, he had like a miraculous recovery, Letty. He was running around back on ice skates in a couple of weeks, and wow. I was one of the, right. I was one of those nine lepers that never went back to God to thank him. I didn't even think about God Mm -hmm. to thank him. Mm -hmm. All I did was back to me, me, myself, and I, I just realized with my husband and I, we both had like 15, 20 pounds on us. And we were like, geez, that could be us in that hospital, right? (laughs) At least we have symptoms, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was watching Dr. Oz back in the day. I have since weaned myself off of that show. Yes. (laughs) New age. But I was, yeah, I was watching him um, and I saw this kind of uh, hormone diet and basically it was a cleanse. And I don't know if we've ever done a cleanse before, Mm -hmm. but you cut out all this stuff and you only eat a few things. And then you reintroduce them back into your life. Have you done one before? I have not. Oh, it's, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would say that, you know, if you're struggling with things or if you're f- trying to find an allergy of some sort, it's a great process to go through. Sure. But so my husband and I decide we're going to do it. But here's where God make, made his move. I'm reading the diet book, and inside the diet book, there's a pie chart of different segments of your life. And one of those segments said spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I read that piece of the pie, and I thought, whoa, like I got nothing going on in this piece of the pie. I didn't even know what spirituality was versus religion. Yeah. And I interpreted them, I, I made them synonyms in my head. And so I thought to myself, well, 
hey, I'm cleansing my body. Why don't I cleanse my soul? And I'll go back to church. But I'm not going back to that Catholic church <laughs> because it's boring. <laughs> I don't I don't know what mass is all about. I'm a total hypocrite. It's nothing but a bunch of rules. I don't want to really change my life. I just want to feel that happy-go-lucky feeling coming out of that church. So I'm going to go to that one down the street that has a police officer directing traffic <laughs> because it's got to be good there. I mean, there's so many cars. Right. So I'm going to go to that one. And long story short, um, my family's over for an Easter celebration on Saturday night, uh, Easter Saturday, Holy Saturday, mm-hmm. now that I know it's called that. And I break the news to everybody. I don't even tell my husband. I'm not going to church of any kind. Neither is anyone in my family. So I break the news to them, and I tell them I'm going to go to church. They ask me where I'm going. I mention this other church. And then my mom's boyfriend gets on my case. He's Catholic, not practicing. He even went to Catholic school and was an altar boy and says, but you're Catholic. Why aren't you going to the Catholic church? (laughs) And I'm looking... (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, God speaks through speaks through everybody, doesn't he? He does. And I almost I almost wanted to say, Oh yeah, well at least I'm going. You're not doing anything, right. you know. But I didn't. I just said, I don't know. I'm bored when I go to I don't even know what Catholicism is and I don't wanna, you know, live by all those rules. I'd be a hypocrite. And then my family just kept bombarding me, but you're Catholic, but you're Catholic. And I'm like, so Fine. Funny. So I pick up my phone, I find the closest Catholic church, and that was the day that changed my life. Praise God. So I'll continue on if you're ready. Well, I mean, I, so a couple things. Um, yes, God will speak through pretty much anything or anyone, right? And I can't remember what uh, book of the Bible, but I, I heard recently, hey, if the Lord would even use a donkey to speak to someone he's trying to get through to, why wouldn't he speak to, you know, through anybody else, right? So we have to recognize... Or a book. uh, Right. Uh, (laughs) Right. There's so many ways he reaches us, right? Uh, Dreams and, and, you know, different ways. But um, his love is just so persevering for us. Like he, he just doesn't give up on us no matter how dense and deaf and blind we are with sin and with just, you know, not being able to recognize it. And he's still just going, just one more step, Kendra, one more step, <laughs> come back to me. Exactly. Oh, and I might make that one more step by making two side steps, one backwards, spinning around in a circle and going diagonal, but I might get there eventually. He still might get there with, <laughs> with his love, yeah. Go on. Exactly, his grace. Okay, so uh, the next morning, I get up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm scared to death. I'm only going by myself. I've never been to mass by myself. It's only been on Christmas and Easter and it's been with other people. And so I have never even been to this church before. I walk in, at least I remember about the holy water and how to bless myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at a spot trying to find something in the back row. By the way, this is Easter Sunday. And this is um, like, I'm by myself in 2013. And I follow this little lady. And I'm like, Oh, she's gonna go over here. Oh, wait, there's a seat in the back row. So I follow her. I genuflect had no idea what that word was. Yeah. And I kneel down and I'm wondering what she's saying in front of me, because I'm just doing what she's doing. Yeah. And then she sits down and I sit down and we wait. 
and the priest comes up from the side, uh, you know, just saying, good morning, happy Easter. And he comes behind me and this other guy in the back row and he says, hello, people in the back row. <laughs> so, I laughed. I did. I, I looked at the other guy next to me and we both kind of giggled and I felt so much better because I don't even know a priest, let alone, I didn't even know that they were celibate. Yes. That's how, again, yes. how little I know about yep. the church and priests and everything. So I felt better because, hey, this guy's got a sense of humor. Yes. And then he walks up and mass starts and he turns around and faces the, the parish and says, peace be with you. And I'm feeling again, pretty good. And I'm like, I know this one. And I say, and also with you. Yes. <laughs> and I say it pretty loud. <laughs> and not anyone else in the church was saying what I was saying. And yeah. I was mortified. I was yes. thinking this little lady in front of me must have been like, Oh, boy, this woman hasn't been here in a while. Right. <laughs> you know? So I was going to not say a word for the whole rest of the mass and bottom line I didn't I just followed along I went up and received communion yeah so for anyone out there who's in a state of mortal sin hasn't been to confession in a long time do not go and receive communion you need to be in a state of grace amen you need to get yourself into confession but I did not know that yes and I hadn't been in such a long time that Letty I didn't even know what to Day. I was racking my brain and yes. trying to hear the people in front of me. Yeah. And I'm like, is it thank you? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. When I received, is it, I can't be thank you. Right. Gotta be something other than that. And so, amen. Thank you, God, for putting that in my head. <laughs> uh, came into my heart and I said that. So I get back to my seat and I didn't make a complete idiot out of myself, which I was happy about. But now I don't know what to do because usually I'm walking out the door to, to, you know, beat the traffic with my dad and my family. We never stayed until the end. So yes. I'm waiting. And then there are announcements. I have no idea what announcements are, but it was during the announcements that, that the priest said next Sunday, divine mercy Sunday, we're going to have confession at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And I was like, confession. So here I am sitting in the pew, and it is if the whole rest of the parish disappeared. Wow. Everything went silent. They all blurred away. And I was just sitting there thinking about, wow, how long has it been since I've been to confession? Wow. And so I was doing the math, and in my head, I'm carrying the one, and I'm you know, like, holy cow, it's 26 years wow. since I've been to confession. And then I thought, you know what, if I believe a half of a half of a half of a mustard seed of this Catholic faith, I am so going to hell. I know this because I know that I have mortal sins on my soul. And oh, by the way, I had even more mortal sins on my soul at the time that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. So you would think at that moment, maybe I had this light pop off in my head and I made the decision to go. I didn't. Uh, it wasn't until the following week that I ended up, you know, when I got back into my car, I realized, hey, that mass thing wasn't that bad. Yes, a little embarrassing moments here and there, but I think I can come back next week and be okay. I'm just going to have to find out what they say after peace be with you. <laughs> Beautiful. So, yeah. So I end up 
I end up deciding that, yeah, I need to go to confession, but it was a very weird way that it happened. So I know I can sneak this in before our next commercial break, but we'll still have another cliffhanger for everyone in case they're disappointed. <laughs> um, so here I, here I am the following Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday. I'm with my husband after Mass. So I do go to Mass at 730. And it's a beautiful day in Chicago, and we don't have those very often. So we decide it's time to golf. And I had this stiff neck. I thought I was going to lose my job. Three companies were merging together. And you don't need three chief information officers, right? Mm -hmm. So I was very stressed out. And at that time, I couldn't even move my head. So playing golf was probably not the best position. So I left. I came home. I put my head down. And honey, God spoke to me again, not audibly, but put in my head, almost like he was yelling at me confession after two o'clock mass. <laughs> so I was like, where in the world did this come from? Wow. I roll over. I, yeah, I roll over. I look at the clock. It's one o'clock. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can make it. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I just started writing. I grabbed an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper wow. and I wrote it down and uh, I filled up both sides I had no idea about the examination of conscience. So anyone out there, there is a beautiful process that there are many different documents. If you go to the USCCB.org, there are different ones for marriage, for people who have children, for single people, yes, um, for the Ten Commandments. They're really beautiful to look at different um, examinations of conscience yes. for that amazing confession experience. But that's what happened. I ended up rolling out of bed. I thought maybe this confession will make my neck feel better. (laughs) I just wrote down as much as I can remember. And then I drove myself back to that church. And that was when the true supernatural experience was about to happen. Wow. And so just amazing. So Clearly, the Lord was speaking to you. Like you said, you didn't hear an audible voice, but he, he gave you this thought very clearly that confession is available after the two o'clock mass, right? So that's how, how the Lord speaks to us often. I want the listeners to think about that. Sometimes we get these thoughts in our minds or in our hearts, and we're like, where did that come from? Like, that has to do with God, and I wasn't thinking about God. Well, that's God. <laughs> that is God speaking to us, trying to wake us up. Um, and then you responded, you responded to that grace. It was a grace given to you in that moment and you responded to the grace. And so when you respond to God's grace, you darn well better be ready for what's coming next. Cause it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Amen, sister. Boy, was I not prepared, not prepared for what was going to happen with me and Lord. Wow. Not at all. So exciting, Sandra. Um, Just, again, I want to encourage the listeners in this last minute or so before we go to commercial break. So you hear Kendra's beautiful story of she was so far from where the Lord wanted her to be. She didn't understand anything about her faith life or anything about the Catholic teachings because she hadn't been well catechized. Um, She's being very vulnerable with us. And it's to help those of you who are listening right now who are in a similar place, perhaps, or maybe not quite you know, the same situation, but, you know, have similar parts of your story that you can relate to. 
The Lord is speaking to you right now. And he's saying, listen to what Kendra did. Kendra responded to my still small voice and she came to me and she repented of her sins. This is what he calls us to out of love for us. He's always inviting us back to fullness of life, which is what my radio show is all about. God can give you fullness of life. He can give you peace. He can give you faith, hope, strength. Everything you're looking for is found in him. And so this is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident, and the Lord touching their hearts through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and I'm here with Kendra Von Esch, and she's been telling us her amazing story of conversion. And we're at a cliffhanger right now. We're about to hear the miraculous intervention that the Lord gave to her to really drive home his love for her. Okay, so here we go. I am carrying an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that's written on both sides, folded up and put in my purse. I don't even know where I'm going when I walk into this church that I just went to for the very first time one short week ago. I asked this priest, where do I go for confession? And he said, oh, you got to wait till the mass is over, which sometimes lasts a little bit longer. It was a Hispanic mass, and I love their culture. They hang around and they talk. It's a real community. Mm-hmm. And But yet at that time, I was like, come on, people. <laughs> you need to get in and get out. Let's get on with this. Right. Um, and so I walk in, and I realize I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm assuming I'm looking for brown boxes like the movies. <laughs> the last time I went to confession, I was in confirmation. So I was in high school, and it was, um, it was like a, a, an assembly line. So they had multiple priests behind screens in a cafeteria with cafeteria chairs. And there was no feeling of what it really is supposed to feel like, right? Sure. And so when I walk into a church, I don't even know where to look. So I found the same priest and I asked him again once the you know church started to empty out. And he says, stand here, look up there, you know, look for the green light and then walk on in and stuff. So beautiful. turns out. Yeah, it was great. And actually, if anyone wants to hear the full, comical, full-blown emotional story, it's it's in my book. It's called uh, Divine Blubbering Sunday. Uh, I had no idea what Divine Mercy Sunday was and what was going to happen to me that day when I walked into the, you know, into the beautiful confessional. And I was so nervous that I 
I didn't know what to do. I, all I remember was from the movies was bless me, father, for I have sinned. It's been X amount of years since my last confession. And then you just kind of go right. Um, so <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I'm so uncomfortable that I kneel down and he says, welcome. And I, and I just say, uh, bless me, father, for I have sinned. Get a load of this. It's been 26 years since my last confession. And I say it just like that. I yeah. try to make a, like, a comedian kind of twist to it and just yeah. lighten the load of, dude, it's been a long time since yeah. I've been here. Yeah. And sure enough, the response that he says is the most beautiful voice that I have ever heard. Welcome home. And from those words through that screen, my entire world changed. I went from a scared child to go in and get a beating from a father who's so disappointed in me, didn't love me, couldn't possibly love me, to in two words from this beautiful priest, welcome home, to a loving, kind father who just wants me in his arms. And it was as if my entire life just fell off of my back. I could not stop crying. Sorry, I'm losing it now. It's but okay. the the tears were dropping and hitting my page. So not only could I not see because of the tears in my eyes, but now I couldn't see because of the blurred ink on my page. Yes. I had not a Kleenex in there. Oh, no. There wasn't one in there. So if there's priests out there or if there's anyone working in the parish, just make sure that those confessionals are stocked. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't expect myself to cry. Oh, my god! I didn't expect that, that experience. So um, I was in there for a while. We talked through a lot of it. After I pulled myself together, I finally got through the whole page. Wow. And then it came time for the absolution, right? He's going to absolve me of my sins. Uh -huh. And oh my goodness, did the tears start to flow. I don't know if you have ever had an experience of resting in the spirit. Yes, I have. I, okay, so I had that on my knees wow. in the confessional. And of course, I had no idea what was going on. All I knew was I could not move I could not feel my body, yeah. but the peace that I had that was flowing over me was like nothing I have ever felt before. And I've taken, as you know, a lot of drugs and a lot of alcohol, and I could have taken them all at once trying to find that ecstasy feeling, and that's what was happening. Praise God. And I just, oh, oh it was so beautiful, and I knew that my life was going to be forever changed because of that love of God and that outpouring of the Spirit in me. I bloated out of that, that church. First of all, <laughs> I came out of the confessional. Oh, my goodness. The line was all the way out through the narthex wow. <laughs> and curved around on the street. Honey, I don't know how long I was in there, so just a heads up to anybody. If you've got a general confession, which is kind of a lifelong thing, make an appointment with exactly. a priest. You don't have to <laughs> you yeah. don't have to see them face to face, you know, especially on Divine Mercy Sunday, yes. which is a beautiful look that up online and you can see the beautiful promises and graces that flow on that day. Yes. But basically what happened was God 
made himself known to me in yeah. a way that I could not deny. Yes. I went out to my car after I was so embarrassed looking at those people watching me come out looking like a mess. I mean, yeah. I had makeup everywhere, yeah. snots all over the place, you know, and I just like, just get me out of here. Yeah. So I got into my car and it was, I just cried again. I looked back at that church door and I said, what was that? <laughs> I mean, is that what they call a sacrament? Because I, like, I don't even know what a sacrament is. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but that is the Catholic Church, and that is confession, and that was God. Amen. Amen. And that feeling, and that beautiful joy, and that that oh, that incredible feeling stayed with me. It still is with me. I am filled in a in a new way. Yes. All the time. It gets better and better and better as my as my relationship deepens with him. But yes. I will tell you, when I went to work the next day, people saw it immediately. Mm-hmm. They were asking me, what happened to you? One woman asked me if I was pregnant. I was glowing, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. You want to know what I said? I said, I think I'm a, like the super Catholic. I have no idea. I went to, to confession and it changed my world. And Praise everyone's God. looking at me. <laughs> like, you got to know, I am so not a view of what Jesus is at this time in my life. I'm a truck driving, F-bomb dropping, you know, me, myself, and I climb the corporate ladder, talk behind people's back, yep. gossip woman. Yep. That's who I was, you know. And all of a sudden, now I'm shining God's light through me, and I'm not even sure what's happening. All I know is it must be that Catholic Church because that's where I went. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. You were a new creation, right? Yeah, it was amazing, Beautiful. amazing. Beautiful. And so again, I want to just ask the listeners to really hear the beauty and the joy of what Kendra has just shared, right? That here she was going into the confessional fearful, embarrassed, ashamed, kind of trying to joke it off like, yeah, I get this, you know, 26 years. And the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Holy Spirit just came flooding down through those two words, welcome home. And that's what he wants to say to every one of you and every one of us, right? When we pull away from him, he's just always saying, come back to me. Just come back to me. I'm waiting for you with open arms of love. I want to heal you. I want to bless you. I want to flood your life with goodness and grace and joy and peace and freedom. And that's what you found in that confessional. And that is what I continue to find in spades. So that's only the beginning. And so I just want to share with everyone, gosh, I could be speaking for days upon days of the other incredible supernatural experiences, one being resting in the spirit, Um, just quite a few things. But ultimately, what happened was the thirst that was put in me after that confession, because I immediately knew there's something up with this Catholic church. I don't know what it is, but I think that that was God (laughs) in there. I'm pretty, pretty darn sure. And I know that it's through this faith that I run away from. So I better find out what this is because if I'm running away from God, the true presence of God, which by the way, was put in my way that week 
because I wanted to look up what did they say if it wasn't peace be with you and also with you. So by the way, if anyone's listening, they say, and with your spirit, that's what they say now. But when I looked that up, I immediately came across Eucharistic miracles. And that was when I started diving in to the real presence of Jesus and all of these amazing proofs that are out there. And that was what really helped me dive more into the teachings and to accept every single one of them because I did not believe any of them. Right. And I lived contrary to all of them pretty much. Yeah. So oh. to accept them and then to have to change your life. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to change everything. Yeah. It's not just what I think. It's what I say. It's what I do. Amen. It's how I dress. Yeah. It's, you know, like, oh, it, it became overwhelming. And that is where I just want to share with your audience that it's God who does the work. Yes. All we have to do is invite him in, Amen. like I did with my dad. Even with my little silly prayers, I've kept that little door open. But I think a lot of times people, to your point of, I don't know God's voice, or I'm not exactly sure what he wants me to do. You've got to just ask the Lord humbly yes, to make it clear. I mean, you and I both said in the beginning, you know, you know yell loud and clear, whack me upside the head, Lord, because sometimes I'm so dense yes. and so deaf to what you're saying, which is why it's always good to pray for eyes to see and ears to hear and ask the Lord to help you. And the more you do that, it's like practicing an instrument, right? You know the notes are right when you hit them, and you know that they're wrong when you don't hit them right. And that's kind of the same sound in your head when you're trying to discern between, you know, two good things. One could be the real one that God wants you to do, but Satan wants you to take this other path with a small twist. Yes. You know, we know the 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 blatant good and evil decisions. There's no issue there, but it's those those choices between the two good things that it really is important to just keep working on spending that time with God and just loving him with all your heart. I would recommend strongly that people check out um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church for prayer. It's beautiful. Yes. And I also have a 40-day video prayer course that I created for people who don't know how to even start a prayer life. Don't even know the first thing of all the beautiful, you know, resources, I guess I could say, that we have in the Catholic Church to help us on this journey. It's just phenomenal. Wow. Um, and that's on that's on my uh, website, KendraVonEsch.com, or if you need any help on the journey, and I know you're doing, I'm sure, some spiritual direction. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I think you've just passed your certification or that's what you were doing yes congratulations thank you a beautiful beautiful thing that you're doing for other people just to bring them closer to god and what a what a beautiful you know act of love it's a gift you know that's what right it is of course it's a gift everything (laughs) everything's a gift but you're using it so way to go i mean a lot of people have gifts that they're not they're not leveraging. So. Yes. So um, Kendra, can't wait to hear more how that goes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so there's about a minute left to, till we bring this show to close. I just want to thank you from the depths of my heart. I want to thank you for your, for your, your vulnerability, for your honesty, for um, just being willing to share the, 
the reality of where you are at. Because again, some people struggle with thinking, well, I've made too many mistakes. You listed a bunch of them, right? Like, and, and it wasn't too much. The Lord is like, come back to me. I don't care what you've done. Come back to me. So I thank you for, for your, your courage. And I, there's so much more I know that you could share now that you're living a life fully in him and you're, you're an evangelist and you're writing books and you're blogging and you're, you have your own podcast, like tell people how to get a hold of you um, and, and find more of your materials, please. Sure, sure. So I walk in a 10 minute podcast every morning. Um, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes 20, depends on how long I go. But if you want to just put on Jesus together every day, it's just a little inspiration to get you going and not too long. That's all on my website, KendraVonAsh.com. You've got my upcoming events. Um, I'm really into prayer. So helping people develop a prayer life, but also to discern and to understand when and where and how God is appearing in their life. And that typically happens also through some of my faith coaching as well. So I'm just out there to find out all the ways in media and through the technologies, like I'm faith coaching some people across the globe, right? I've got people down in... uh, Australia. It's pretty cool. So amazing. Just doing as much as we can to help bring God's love to the world because that's where it's at. As you said, that's where you're going to find that peace and that love and that joy that we just keep seeking and everything else. And the answer is always Jesus Christ. Amen. And the beautiful sacramental graces of the Catholic Church. Praise God. That is truth, sister. That is truth. Thank you again, Kendra. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody uh, who listened in on the show was as blessed as I feel right now. Please join us every month, Fullness of Life with Letty Medina. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you all his fullness of life. Bye. Oh